Hi. I do urge you to have a glass of something to drink because you're really gonna get thirsty. <laughs> I have some water next to me. You so have water? I'm... Okay, good. Yeah. Because when I'm gonna drink, then you're gonna be like, I need a drink. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of New Talks. Today, I'm joined by my good friend <laughs> that I met recently, Atman <laughs> um, Harraq. Thank you, Nahela, for this uh, quick introduction. So, my name is Atman Harraq. I am a uh, 28 years old, uh, soon to be 29, uh, entrepreneur in the in the digital field. Um, I am also a, a consultant in in uh, in digital transformation. Um, I've lived uh, for the past 11 years in France before I just recently um, came back to uh, to Morocco, uh, which is uh, my uh, my home country. And um, yeah, today I'm 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 uh, I'm fully on my uh, most successful project so far, which is Pipipiola, which is a carpool uh, community that we have transformed in the past two years into a uh, carpool app which serves today more than 400k users around Morocco. That's amazing. Congrats. Thank you very much. Um, uh, so that was the reason, the, 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 the biggest trigger that could actually convince me to go back to Morocco. Um, I mean, there was so many things, uh, there were so many things going on the past months uh, and it wasn't possible for me to, to co-manage that with, with my co-founder. Uh, from France, so I decided to leave everything behind and just take my my bags and come back to to be on the tech field in Morocco, uh, which is today like the the most important, um, most amazing time for entrepreneurship in Morocco. Like there are so many things going on, and it was like the perfect um, timing for me to uh, to do this uh, big step ahead and and just move back to Morocco. That's so great. Oh my God. You told me so many things. I have so many questions already. <laughs> um, I just want to, but I just want to jump ahead and ask you first, um, why did you start a carpool startup? Uh, what triggered that? When did you start? Tell me about PPP Allah's beginning. Sure. Um, well, PPP Allah was initially co-founded by, by, by Hisham Zwawi, which is, who is my co-founder today. Um, he started this amazing adventure uh, back to our baccalaureate uh, periods when we were still living in Morocco and 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 wishing to have uh, some opportunities abroad for me it was to go and 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 have my studies there. And for him, it was staying in Morocco uh, to uh, to um, follow up to his engineer uh, uh, studies. Uh, okay. So. Uh, Actually, we were pretty good friends when we were young. Actually, uh, we had some amazing times during uh, all the the uh, previous years where we used to stay in Morocco, like traveling together. I mean, we were we were part of a big uh, a big uh, uh, crew of friends, uh, and uh, you know, uh, we we never actually in the past had uh, this amazing relationship as we have today because we were just young and. And uh, young just want to have fun, uh, so uh, we never had the opportunity to discuss about anything like entrepreneurship or or, or these kind of uh, you know boring stuff for a young person. And uh, and uh, actually, uh, we 
were separated for for quite a uh, a long time it's been like i guess at least nine or ten years that we didn't actually uh, manage to uh to link up again because he was in his uh moroccan life uh moving with pipiola because he was i mean he, he actually took the initiative to launch it in 2013 and he was uh like he was very passionate about that uh, small group of friends that used to carpool in the past and uh, he actually moved with that uh community spirit uh until i met him back again in 2018 and that's the time in our lives where we actually had quite few experiences uh in the entrepreneurship field myself co-founded like two uh two startups before i i joined him on pipipiola and the real story of me uh and hisham uh, started uh two years ago and more precisely in september 2018 and, and it was a period of my of my life where i i was actually um having a full-time job being a consultant and i had uh, you know blocked or stopped the the uh the investment my time investment on the previous projects because uh it was uh first it, it was it was for administrative reasons in France, so I I couldn't be entrepreneur and uh, work in full time job at the same time, and that's one of the biggest problems that uh, uh, that people and I mean uh, foreign people like me in France uh, go through before they move from the student uh, card to the uh, employee card, as as you can uh, mention, and. Uh, I was blocked because I couldn't uh, found any, uh, any company there. And uh, I found myself also in a situation where I've stopped my previous project because I, I, I needed, I didn't have enough experience to, to, uh, to scale what I was doing, to go and find investment for what I was doing. And my personal funds were, were going, <laughs> got low and lower and lower every time. And I, and I felt myself in the urge to, uh, to uh, to find a job and and that's why I stopped my previous uh, experiences, but back then when I met uh, Hisham, like I was, you know, more comfortable financially because I had uh, two or three years consulting uh, in the uh, digital transformation field with insurance companies, and um, I told him, hey, uh, let's just discuss when I'll be back in Morocco. I've seen that you're moving quite well with Pipipiola. Uh, I would be very glad if we can discuss and 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 my initial goal wasn't actually to to be with him in this uh, adventure from the beginning. Pipipiala basically was a uh, I mean I mean initially when we met in that coffee that morning when I was uh, during my 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 vacay in 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 Morocco in Fez in our hometown uh, we actually uh, just took a coffee and, and we're discussing the, uh, eventually to uh, build a digital agency. And that was our, our, our uh, main uh, reason for having that coffee. Uh, the idea was to, uh, to, to bring that consulting spirit uh, and apply it in the Moroccan digital uh, world uh, with uh, a better focus on, on quality delivery, uh, prices uh, and and UX and UI design basically it was I mean 
the, 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 the Moroccan tech scene and the, um, you know, the digital products that were uh, at that time, like were very uh, low quality and low design to me. And I, I had that dream to change everything. And, and he was like the perfect person to start something like that with. And uh, it took us 30 minutes to, uh, to decide that we were <laughs> made for each other <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah. do the leap. Uh, and uh, we said, hey, why not working on PPPLAs, our first business card? Like, hey, let's, let's introduce PPPLA as one of our first uh, projects for the digital agency. And uh, long, short, long story short, uh, it became our uh, life's project, basically, because, you know, uh, we wanted to invest in quality and time for that project. And we found ourselves working day and nights for PPPLA, enjoying to work together. And uh, uh, in the meantime, discovering all the possibilities that were still uh, awaiting for us in that particular project. So we just forgot basically why we were initially uh, partnered together, uh, which means uh, creating the digital agency at first, but we just left that idea behind and moved uh, moved uh, with, uh, with PPPLA all along. So that's how it happened. That's such an amazing story to tell. Honestly, every time I have a talk with an entrepreneur or even like when people ask you about my story, I think it's always interesting uh, when you realize that um, a lot of partnerships, like entrepreneurship, um, business partnerships, they start with like meeting the right person. And I think that's just really amazing. And it was the same thing for me when I started with KSET. Um, it was because I met Haytem and even though like maybe I wouldn't have started by myself, but it was like a good encounter. We motivated each other to do it. And I think maybe that's what happened to you too. And I actually just wanted to know, like, first of all, congratulations for, for the startup and all the achievements that you've done, because I really think it's amazing and a lot of people should know about it. Um, and I'm pretty sure people will know about it more, um, because it's such a great initiative. And I think we... We lack that. We lack young people. First of all, like spirit wise, like we lack entrepreneurs in Morocco, like young entrepreneurs. And secondly, um, we like initiatives like this, you know, um, things that have like kind of like a social aspect to them, too. And I think PPPLA has that social aspect, which is, you know, building communities and offering a cheaper alternative for transportation, which I think is really great. Um, and you said something. Um, you said that you were an entrepreneur before you've partnered with Hisham. Okay. I want to know how <laughs> that happened. What ticked for you that you wanted to become an entrepreneur at a young age? Um, did you have like other experiences or because I think you went to business school and I'd like to know about that. Is it part of your education or you know, tell me, tell me how this um, happened, you know, how it came to life. Definitely. Well, um, you know, um, you are never born an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship comes with, uh, with attention to uh, your environment. And uh, it, it comes from your ability to sense uh, improvement uh, channels uh, and your ability to construct that um, issue and respond to it with a, with a, with a clear, simple uh, vision, which is your solution as an entrepreneur. Uh, for myself, um, 
I had like a, a let's say an advantage, a, na a natural advantage that came from uh, also my, my father. Um, my father isn't actually an entrepreneur. He is an architect. He just uh, recently, I think the last 10 years, moved to entrepreneurship, like building things and, 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 and selling in Morocco. Um, but he was never supporting that idea of me being an entrepreneur and, and uh, neither my mother because they, they were, I mean, they, they saw uh, my potential as a, a future manager or a future someone who's, who's working in a company. And, and you can believe me that it is still the case. I, I can no matter achieve in my life and my parents would still think that I need a safe job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's something that... <laughs> I get that. <laughs> That's something that comes directly from 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 our culture. We we are very uh, risk averse uh, culture, and uh, we need to deal with it. And that's unfortunately something that uh, our young entrepreneurs all around, uh, non Morocco, but typically all the Mediterranean uh, cultures, like they they really believe in the uh, in the opportunity to be in a safe spot uh, all the, for for the rest of your life. And, uh, but, um, how my father actually helped me, like he was a creative person, like being an architect, uh, gives you a different perspective on life. And I was nurtured in that, um, very artistic mindset, which actually, uh, brought me, uh, in a very, uh, at a very early age into the design world. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I basically, um, you know, started using like the the first, uh, you know, software uh, editors for pictures and 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 videos, and I was learning more and more every day till I became an expert in in Photoshop, Illustrator, in design, and and uh, that actually gave me a, a very um, great power in 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 how I would actually design the solution uh, I'm seeing to a problem. So uh, in the beginning, I was, I, was, I was quite passionate about designing uh, logos, designing uh, a website and quickly moving with that experience into uh, what actually I learned in, in real life through consulting and, and, and the design mixed to an ability to construct that idea and construct processes and 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 build your 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 solution with design makes it so much easier for you to express how you see the solution and it was always always helping me to be able to design things and uh, uh just like a few years earlier than 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 today like i i i learned what is user experience what is user interface how uh you know you involve your customers in in the development of of your products and uh, the importance of having uh, an, an iterative approach to what you develop and i really enjoyed learning these new things and these stuff makes to my 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 creative eye made me able to to start in the in, in the entrepreneurial world and and have this kind of natural benefits um, so you know in in the real world uh, you know there are two talents that are required to to build like your first prototype it's design and coding okay today there are so many tools that help you design things and there are so many tools that you can build with without code there are the no code uh, things and we can talk about uh, about them later 
uh, these tools help you definitely, you know, build anything from scratch without uh, prior uh, uh, abilities in, in design or coding. So, um, so how all this uh, made me uh, jump into the entrepreneurship, it was, it was more of a period in my life. Uh, and it was uh, actually, as you said before, uh, it, is, it is related to the business school. And, and business school uh, gave me, additionally to design, uh, all the tools, all the uh, information needed for me to have that macro vision of what you should be doing as an entrepreneur. It involves everything uh, such as marketing, such as uh, law, uh, such as uh, uh, you know, uh, product management, etc. So, this the business school was very really an eye opener about about this, which actually the consultant just uh, uh, you know um, reinforced in the in 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 the future. So, um, my very first experience as an entrepreneur, uh, like it, it is a funny story because I I mean I, I think you'll be the first one to highlight that that I'm gonna say this story to. Uh, so so basically. Ju juicy yeah, stories, I like this. One. Exclusive stories. <laughs> very juicy one. To begin with, I I, I was uh, in my first uh, year of the of the uh, business school, and I had a girlfriend in in the. <laughs> it always funny when you start. I had a girlfriend uh, at that period. <laughs> that starts well. I'm gonna tell you something like very juicy, and and I think just only a few of my friends knew know about this story, but. Um, you know, when you're a student in business school, um, you know, you don't necessarily have uh, a lot of means to travel, to do things. And my girlfriend of that period, like she actually went into uh, a, in the broad program in, 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 a, in an Italian city where she should actually, uh, you know, learn language and, and discover the culture. And uh, I really, really, really wanted to go and see her there as, as per my, 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 my sign of love, as, as I would mention too. So uh, I, I didn't have time specifically to, to find a new job or work for a short period. I had my creativity, my, my, my ambition and, and uh, my ability to, to pitch things. And uh, basically, we had one competition. It, it, as I mean, I have, I still have videos for for that. Like I was still very, very young in my very first year of uh, of business school, and I went into what we call uh, a cafe pitch, uh, which is actually uh, a box where you came inside and 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 you have one minute to pitch your idea. And uh, what uh, the competition was really about is 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 to be able to uh, sell a product or an idea for your school. It was sponsored by, by Wisby at that period, which is today one of the biggest uh, HR uh, companies and, and, um, and actually job landing pages. I, I, I had the chance to, to, to meet Benjamin Ducuzo, who, who is the founder of this company in, in, in that period. And uh, one of the prizes were public price. Okay, so I had first to learn very quickly how to 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 pitch and perfect my pitch, and I also had like fifteen days of massive voting to win the the you know the 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 prize that would allow me to go and see my girlfriend. So you could imagine 
that I, I, I spammed all my friends day and night, days and nights, so they can vote and make their people vote. And that's really uh, triggered inside my spirit some sort of joy to be able to, to um, manage such a movement towards one goal. And I really enjoyed, even though it's very tiring, uh, the, whole, the whole process of voting of people until I won the prize that allowed me to go and travel and see my, my, uh, my girlfriend of that period. I had a question. Did you use your story to sell votes, to, sell, to tell people <laughs> to vote for you? Did you tell them? Did you tell them that you were you wanted the money to go <laughs> Absolutely to Italy? No, I could actually, I could, but I I think I was shy at that period to announce such things. And uh, uh, for me, it was more about the project than the prize. And I needed to reinforce and make people trust my project before my objectives, because personal objectives as an entrepreneur uh, are something, and what you do. As a project for 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 your your public for your users is something else, and I I, I am no I, I do not regret not having used that that uh, you know punchline of yeah but you I won I, anyway. I went and that 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 was great that was for my personal objective like you always I mean that's something also when you want to focus as an entrepreneur is to know what are your real objectives are your uh, objectives aligned with your personal interest or the interest of the people you work for and uh, a good entrepreneur always makes the interest of other people in in uh, in uh, uh, what we call al-wajiha which means uh, you know it, it should be always your first focus is to uh, uh, serve the interest of your people and at that period like I, I didn't have uh, a, a huge business plan for that project that I pitched uh, in my first year of business school uh, but it brought me to to the uh, to the city where where my girlfriend used to uh, spend her uh, learning um, holidays, and it was great. It was such a big, uh, you know, you know, it was very happy. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> it's bad. I just want to say something. The girl went for an exchange program, and you called it learning holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's if the that truth. does not and speak if anyone me. can actually counter that, <laughs> I am able to negotiate it. Because you know, I, I I've been there. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. It's just really funny. You didn't even think twice about it. You were like learning holidays. Yeah, because they they have also time to enjoy the city, and they, I mean, uh, you know, not not to say bad things about that, but you know, they learn things and they they. They enjoyed uh, the time, and that was a good mix for them. Okay, so that was your that was your first entrepreneurial. Uh, I can't speak anymore. That was your first entrepreneurial experience. So you got money out of it, but you never followed exactly, through with exactly. your project. And that was like my first lesson of pitching. And uh, I found myself pretty convincing uh, in that in that period. Not not to uh, compare with today, but uh, I, I had like this this convincing power because I am someone who believes in what he does. Like I, I really, uh, you, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you must be your, your biggest supporter. And uh, what comes next is the support of people you love and care about. And, and that's how it goes. But you always need to support yourself. Be careful for yourself. And, and, uh, and it's more... Uh, you know, it's more, um, 
accurate in 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 our cultural contest because you won't ever have support for being an entrepreneur in a risk averse uh, culture because you will always have your friends tell you not to do that your parents going crazy oh my god you're gonna lose everything uh, you know that that's not uh, why we paid your your school uh, for for those who are lucky uh, enough to 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 have this kind of help from their parents and uh, you know it, it was such a big responsibility for me to to, to construct that idea of me being an entrepreneur at some point and the pitch really opened my eyes and I found myself also interested in a lot of subjects in my business schools. And I was performing in the ones who uh, involved creativity and involved, um, you know, the, 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 the business uh, attitude towards reaching your, your entrepreneurial goals. And uh, all that mixed up, I actually um, really, you know, cared about this 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 lessons and they brought me so many interesting stuff to learn from and uh uh all that summed up and long story short uh after i finished the the business school the first thing i did was to actually um you know launch my first startup so you went to business school in france right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay um, after you graduated you started um your your first company mm -hmm. Tell yeah, me about that. Okay. So um, coming to that time of when I finished my my um, my business school, like I was very pumped up with all the things I've learned and uh, still with no uh, big experiences, uh, more than actually the internships and the stuff that I did before. And uh, I, I really uh, was like very eager to uh, start a new business as, as soon as I, I moved from my business school. And my, my first project then uh, came from, again, the, the, uh, the interest that I gave to um, networking when I was in the business school. And uh, me think to another uh, encounter to another brought me to uh, my very first co-founder, uh, who is Benjamin van der Eet. Uh, actually, this guy, I met him in Belgium once during one of my internships when I, when I used to work for an investment fund. Um, and this guy, like, the feeling was so great that this guy just told me, hey, you are now in your internship. I, I see you in a better position than being an intern in this company. Uh, why not just you with your creative world and and his own creative world because this guy was a a uh, designer arch architect he was he was an interior architect to be precise and the guy wanted something in the real estate world and and uh i was i was ready at that time uh because you know i jumped few of the stories that that made me better in understanding the design process and these things i learned in my past uh, experiences and um, this guy told me, "Hey, let's just jump into this." He actually was at the at the uh, timing of his life where he wanted to export himself to Canada, and and I was there in France, and we decided to start that new business uh, in a distance kind of relationship, uh, and uh, it took me uh, it took me almost. I think nine or 10 months to be able to produce the first MVP. 
what was the do you mind telling me what the business was sure that business uh was called darling which is uh you know uh like darling but applied to door in the houses so i found my darling it was like uh i found my perfect place and the this project came um from the uh you know the merging of of our, of our both worlds and visions in the real estate world and it brought us to the idea that we needed to create some sort of of snapshot for real estate and the idea okay. uh, at that period was to uh let people do um live visits for for apartments not with the 360 degree view uh, with cameras and all that stuff. It was real live one to many kind of relationship that would come from a real estate agent to many people. And uh, between parentheses, I you know I'm, I'm jumping on this spot to tell you that this kind of project is something we're actually working again on after we stopped it back to to the years I just finished my my school because we believe it's the perfect timing to launch something like that. Uh, this project would have really boomed, I guess, in, in this period because people are less uh, eager to go and do multiple visits. So this project's going to see the, the, the life very soon. But how you... Oh, well, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very this excited. Is like you know, there are so many good things going on. Getting exclusive content. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many good things going on, but that only comes mm -hmm. from the, the, um, the experiences and the lessons you learn. And, and one of the... The, the biggest lessons I learned from that Dorlin experience at that period is that first, you need to be able to work on a daily basis uh, with your co-founder. You need to be able to have same vision, same kind of investment, same kind of purpose, uh, and be in the same financial, almost the same financial situation. Because this guy was making hundreds of thousands of dollars uh with with his project uh he launched also other project at that time uh, but all related to uh interior design and and building um new fashionable kind of houses like uh his last concept of the bv cube which are like uh houses you 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 actually build like it's like a rubik's no, no it's not like a rubik's cube it's 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 in the format of a rubik's cube it's it's square and this house can grow with how your life goes which means you buy a cube of house and you can expand it while your family expand and basically it's like building uh, you know, you just buy the land. I mean, I'm not doing promotion for him, but this concept is so crazy right now. It's it's working well for him, and I think people should know about it. It's that like it's like houses that evolved with your life, and basically, when you start alone, you just buy one cube. Uh, when you have you your wife, you buy the second one. With your child, you have the third, and you can also remove these cubes once you actually. Uh, uh, do not have your 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 children anymore with you, and you know it evolves with your life. And that concept is really working well in Canada today. Oh. It's interesting. Do you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you've watched. Um, there's like a show on Netflix. It's called Tiny Homes. I don't know if it rings a bell. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I I might have heard about it, but I can't really recall what what is it about. Well, if 
maybe your friend's gonna probably know it, but it's it's like a concept that's booming, booming. It's booming in the U.S. And what people do basically is that they sell their big houses because they want to go like they want to declutter because, like you said, for example, parents, for example, when they'll their children go to college, they don't need as much space anymore, or people want to save up money of rent. They actually um, have architects build them tiny homes, which are triangle size home it's like a moving house basically sure, that you actually move with you wherever you go and you can put it whatever you want that's awesome and they actually design amazing houses with like very functional with the right amount of space you need to live like a, a good life depending on you know the, depending on the family etc etc and apparently it's really really booming in the united states because a lot of people you know don't have enough financials or money or they need the money for something else and yeah it just reminded me it reminded me of that because it's the concept is to you know have the space you need at the right time absolutely. and you actually can you know move it up that's amazing absolutely and and you know th this eco-friendly uh spirit like um is really uh, very, very interesting uh, in these periods because, I mean, there are so many things going on to uh, save the world and save the environment and, and, and uh, have positive impact uh, that this kind of stuff is really working well. And, you know, and, and to, to go back to our story, to talk to the front line where we were both working on Darling, he wanted to use that for, for, for not only the, the, the houses that he would uh, sell, but also for all the real estate industry. And uh, actually, uh, the fact he was very, uh, you know, busy with his, uh, you know, entrepreneur life. And I was like the student taking care of everything, like design, prototyping, working with developers, uh, doing the whole situation uh was was really really a pain um and uh you know that no that didn't prevent us from talking again and and seeing how we can actually improve our way of work but that's one very good lesson to learn as an entrepreneur is that uh you really need to have the same energy with your partner when you do the the, the stuff and not uh, you know, not let someone wait for the other one to finish things and just start marketing because this is not how it works in the real life. Both energies should totally. go on the same side. And, you know, it was a very, very difficult year for me after school. Uh, you know, I had the, um, the energy to do that, uh, but, you know, without financing, with your parents still hating on you because they, they should actually help you and, and, still pay for you uh uh when they expected you to be able to uh to be in a very good position or at least start your career uh that was a very very hard moment for me i think where i built the the, the most important important part of my my personality and and uh you know confinement the confinement that we are living today that's the kind of life that i had before because i had no resources nothing just my home and my 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 monsieur gelé uh, to to eat and i was like freaking uh focused on that target only i forgot uh you know you lose rationality when you are an entrepreneur at some point and if you don't do not have someone or something that triggers that uh that that you know that conscious consciousness about your errors, your stupid, very, you know, you know, crazy errors, 
you are definitely not going to accept the truth and you are just going and working and working and working and 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 and, and what triggered that for you sorry what was your question what triggered that for you well it it, it triggered uh, you know what is important in starting a business okay that basically triggered a better understanding of how you should manage your time as a as an entrepreneur how you would actually uh, work what's the speed you should go with when you want to launch an mvp and i had such a, a, a perfectionist vision about this first product and it took me nine months to launch an mvp which is crazy amount of time uh, while i could just focus on what makes my mvp working and test it and try it with the market uh, in the meantime all i did with that beginner view of entrepreneurship is believing that having a great fully functional product it what is is what makes people stay okay that was really from the reality from the the market my biggest slap my monumental slap of of reality and i find myself losing one year of that amount of work and you know when i abandoned the project once it went public like like we, we my 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 partner um throwed like a very big uh you know a ceremony for launching that project and i think i left three days after that and you know why because first why i lost all my energy i was like dead without not excited anymore not excited anymore because it was like you know uh you know it was like uh punition for me like to to stay all that time working alone and watch him do the presentation and all this stuff like you know it's it's really complicated uh when you you have like a very diff big age different with your co-founder uh where the visions are all the same where the positions are all the same and you i mean even though we were uh we were separating our shares on half uh uh it, it wouldn't reflect on how we would collaborate to make the project go through this these difficulties and i and i was uh you know eating uh Uh, almost raw pizzas uh while, while he was having a great life and all this stuff and and um you know this kind of stuff makes people uh and made me uh to, to at least um you know really appreciate the importance of having someone who works from day one with you who is complementary to what you can do and that can uh you know uh wake you up when needed And that's for me the three things that are very important in a co-founder uh, to, to be able to, to, to go and, and move on with the project. And uh, I never did that mistake again. And I'm very <laughs> happy even it was very, uh, you know, it was learning the hard way for me. Uh, and, you know, after that, I went into consulting. I launched another project. After that, I, 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 um, I, I never stopped learning. Uh, and for my last project, which is PPPLA, I spent one year working and securing my revenue, my monthly revenue as a consultant while being uh, the PPPLA co-founder, which means I learned that if I, I manage well my time, I wouldn't go through the, the you know, through the, the pain uh, of, of having to leave everything and wish that a project worked.
Yeah, okay. I, I mean, like your experience is really interesting and I think it's very relevant to a lot of people because I do get asked this question a lot. For example, why did you leave your startup and go into the corporate world? And from your experience, you've done like going from entrepreneur world to corp- uh, entrepreneur to corporate and then from corporate again to entrepreneurship, which is, you know, very interesting. And because I get that question that question a lot i want to ask you for you and i understand now from your story and how you know you you've launched it and you realized that you had so much else to learn so you went into consulting what triggered that i mean you were working in consulting for like how how many years for four years for four years so you were working as a consultant in paris the life after business school, I think it's everybody's aspiration after yeah. like <laughs> finance in business school. I'm I'm in marketing, so I do not relate that much, but I get it. At what which point in your consulting career in France did you want to go back to entrepreneurship? For me, for for two things. Uh, the, the first one was that I that I had such a bad memory with my first entrepreneurial experience, darling, and it was. It, it was. It is always and will always stick to my mind, uh, and and you know, I really went through a very uh, bad heart, and it was a hardship for me, like it, it, like crazy. Like I, I remember not being able to go with my friends to the movies to have some drinks, uh, all because or, or or anything that I could actually bring some positive vibes to my life. I was just, you know, stubborn. And, uh, you know, uh, it made me uh, forget the rationality of, of uh, securing a revenue, of doing stuff properly before I would be an entrepreneur in, a, in, a very, in, in the proper uh, aspect of the term. You were isolating yourself. You were not having any fun. You were not having any breaks mm-hmm. uh, from your first experience. So it was... I mean, I understand it was a bad experience, but usually people, when they have a bad experience from like, for example, entrepreneurship, they're afraid to do it again, but you were not. I, I, I was not. And uh, in the contrary, to be able to, 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 to do uh, my first project, I had to negotiate with my father at that time. And I told him, hey, you will not give me money. You will borrow me money. So the money I was living with, was the money that actually would help me go with my first project and I would reimburse him at some point. And that, that's the only way I could negotiate that with my father at that period. And I am very happy and proud that I, that I did that because uh, he was somehow my first investor, okay? And I was never really able to, to pay that back uh, in a way that 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 could reimburse him for that and 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 it was like a very very shameful experience for me and you know when you got such such experiences you just go back to work in the corporate world and you say okay i'm never doing this again it was oh, so, so is is this why <laughs> is this why you went into consulting because you felt ashamed i i felt ashamed and i felt uh Disappointed, no, disappointed, not being able to 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 respect the first vision that I had of being able yeah. to quickly move on with my first project, make money, reimburse my father. You know all that fancy visions that you have of things, uh, your best case scenario going, and you know that's that, that's the kind of of uh, 
you know, uh, crazy stuff that that you are uh, thinking of when you are uh, in your first years of, of experience uh, as, a, yeah. as an entrepreneur. But everything changed with consulting because I had more maturity, more. Uh, I, I used to meet with big, uh, you know, corporate uh, managers, uh, have uh, some very uh, hard clients, nice clients. You know, I it, it got me to the point that I to experience people as they are in their biggest positions. And uh, it's also opened my eyes in, uh, on the reality of the people that are working below. And I found out while working in strategy that, uh, you know, uh, people are like cogs and that's uh, something that I would have never wanted to, to, uh, to assume or, or even be part of. And that's why uh, being a cog was never fancy for me. And I had the big debt for my, for, you know, it's, it was more of a moral debt to my parents who trusted me rather than financial, because my, my father would never ask me to pay him that money again. But I have a, I, I always felt that uh, after four years of consulting, that I would think, do things in such a better way, because I never stopped learning, because it was such a big shame for me to fail that year, that every uh, next year during the past years, uh, four years that, have, uh, that I went through, uh, were like, focus on how to do better for the next uh the next experience and the result is what you see today through ppiala is that uh you know i never did again any of the the the, the stupid mistakes as uh, that you do as that you do is is uh, uh, as an entrepreneur i always do uh plans strategies uh for everything i i undertake uh it is never done in a in a in a dreamy way, I always have like clear, uh, clearly clear-minded, uh, uh, you know, steps, milestones. Like I, I learned all the basics and even more of managing a project. I had such a better understanding of of the all the um, influences of of uh, of uh, a team, of how it should work, how you can construct and build, you know. Uh, a very, uh, a very, uh, you know, uh, collaborative team with a, with such a, a great uh, team spirit and and uh, everything I could take from the consulting world because I was able to to meet the uh, the strategy guys, the, the the big corporate, the CEOs, and blah blah blah, made me understand how things should work and uh, stop thinking like a baby entrepreneur and and have that clear vision of of how you should operate things. And just to give an example, one of the, the learnings was never to quit something before you are sure enough that it would generate a revenue for you to move on. And that's my, my advice to all the entrepreneurs is that when you uh, want to launch yourself, whether you have enough financials to, to live for at least the next year, okay, or you are in contact even before you think of, of building that project, with investors or business angels that will be ready to invest in your idea to, to, to move on with it. And uh, because I didn't have these two options for PPPLA, because PPPLA was like a blue ocean strategy kind of project where you just launch something in a market that have never existed. And <laughs> maybe that represents also uh, some traits of, of who I am. I really like to take very uh, huge leaps into the unknown and and uh, carpool is one of these projects 
that's are that do not exist in in your in in Morocco and there are no references business references to to say oh this business model shall work this shall not work it is always a learning process but to 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 go back to what I I would say as 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 a first um, uh, lesson I I didn't have these two options of business angel of any uh, financials that could help me live for one year so I decided to uh, double my work time as a consultant and basically what I what I had to go through is a one year from 9 p.m. sorry 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning in the next day I used to work uh, 12s and and 13 and 14s of hours every day just to never feel the 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 uh, intensity and the the hardship of not having enough financials to move with the project because I know for for real that they have such a big impact on any of your decisions. You cannot be uh, you cannot take smart uh, uh, um, uh, objective decisions when at the end of the day you are uh, you know having a hard time paying your your rent. You know, yeah. as an entrepreneur, you really need that, 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 you know, that, that, that atmosphere. Yeah. To, to, Stability to... and like, yeah, 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 I get it. And, and I wanted to ensure that for my collaboration with Hisham, that I would never have anything else than the business interest in my uh, daily thinking and daily uh, operations. And that worked perfectly well. So basically... To compare with my previous period, like I was working two or three times more during a day, uh, being a consultant and an entrepreneur at night, and I never felt as happy and as energetic as as I, I could feel when I was only with Darlin, with no experience and with no money. So, yeah. uh, to be honest, like I had such a great year of of being a pretty good consultant at what I did, you know, and at the same time being able to have very positive energy at night, moving on with Pepe Piala, uh, designing, doing the MVPs, doing the research at night, collaborating with the right people at the right time. Like, I really felt confident in what I, sh- and I was doing and the, se- and the financial security made me really, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it made me just comfortable enough to, to, to take the right decisions for the company, which which uh, made it go the way it is today, and uh, yeah, that's it. So that's really how uh, it, it uh, you know all the lessons, all the hardships, uh, and and how they 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 changed the way I I, I took decisions for the startup and uh, all the things I learned through uh, through networking, through uh, learning every day, through uh, you know building building that 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 energy uh that could keep me going what when i was a consultant till i i was sure that pppl was on the right way and and you know all the positive things started coming like like going on tv uh, uh on on the zen for the uh for uh which is uh, who wants to invest in my project which is the equivalent of the chart tank in morocco then after i met superstars i met i met very very big investors today we're discussing to probably go to Saudi Arabia like there are so many things going today and that come that came from a planned uh step by step very rational very hard learning uh kind of uh you know output of 
of the person I was uh, and, I, and I am today. And uh, yeah, that's that's how I built up everything yeah, so far. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's really fascinating. Like, I'm like religiously listening to what you're saying. And I really relate to so much you're saying as well. Um, as I told you, because I've done, I've, I've done a, a little bit of, of, of these similar experiences. And um, I just want to know, and I, I just wanted to, um, to understand if today, after you chose to go back to Morocco to focus on your startup, and capitalize on everything you've learned in consulting, which is really, really great. Um, are there any challenges you're facing today still? Because I do, I do know that it's still, as you said, a learning experience, because I'm pretty sure for most entrepreneurs, once it stops being learning, a learning experience and a challenge, then it becomes bo probably boring and you lose interest. So as I'm hearing you speak, I know you're very excited and there's so many projects, as you said. Um, I just want to know if there are any challenges you're facing today, either on a personal level, like as an entrepreneur or on your startup, um, without going into the details of the business, because I'm pretty sure that's, you know, very confidential. But um, tell me about those challenges. What are you facing today after you move back to Morocco? Well, uh, to be honest, uh, it's a, a a wonderful experience so far. Like, um, I mean, I'll start with the personal side of it because I I think what what really I mean, personal uh, balance and happiness really uh, makes a good company to me. And and uh, the the way you manage yourself, your feelings, your your uh, learn your lessons, and and stop being always uh you know criticizing yourself you know have a good relationship with yourself as as i will always recommend that's the that's the first thing and and i think uh every year that that that, that goes i i feel like i'm uh, you know a better mature person and and uh, a more mature person and i i really appreciate every step new step in my life and this is one of these new uh, crazy things that happened in my life is to be in morocco and uh like if you would ask me three years ago if 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 you would ever go back to morocco like i would say hell no because i i was really excited of all the possibilities that i could have uh maybe doing entrepreneurship in in in, in the united states i was really dreaming of going to the silicon valley i was also uh, you know, a kind of of interested in Dubai and 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 all the opportunities that could come from it, and I would never think of Morocco. But what made me today come back is to Morocco, is really pure. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's it's I wouldn't say chance because it, it's it it's really came uh, through my endeavor, uh, entrepreneurial endeavor during these past uh, years. But uh, you know, life builds for you the the amazing opportunities that you would take uh and morocco is one of uh, these experiences and i really really enjoyed this this uh, literally transformation uh, in my life because you know you used to live in paris in the cloudy days and and uh you know <laughs> sorry Nahala, for this did you move for the sun <laughs> no but you, you can know, just it... tell me that if it's just the sun <laughs> that's you know that's just an excuse sun is not really uh the you know uh sun is a good thing i i really enjoy sun and, and it brings me so much energy to be under the sun but it's not that thing only you know it's 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 all the cumulative um 
interest that you can find in moving to uh, in a country and more specifically to your home country and what i really uh overseas uh, over uh, oversaw here before coming is the uh the entrepreneurial uh momentum in morocco like this is basically one of the most interesting periods in the entrepreneurship field in morocco and it's crazy how all these programs financing business angel just went through a sudden interest for entrepreneurship and i think that the um the uh, coronavirus the, uh, the the pandemic helped uh, and that help these people understand the role and the importance of startups in building a digital ecosystems. And if that they could only count on on big corporations, they might not uh, reach that efficiency uh, that quickly. So uh, they created so many new programs. Uh, startups are shown in TV that never happened. I mean, it happened at some point, like I think ten, ten years ago, with the the TV show Challenge. Uh, uh, it was like a very old, uh, you know, TV show going live in front of five or six million people, you know. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, and it stopped from that period. There was nothing else regarding startups until today. And today it, it, it is really uh, like a very good uh, momentum to be here. And that's why I moved here. The, 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 the you know, the startup, the, the startup ecosystem, the entrepreneurial uh, spirit is 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 really fascinating right now in here and you know i met so many fantastic entrepreneurs you know it, it's really something i would share with people who are still doubting you know um you know you spent 10 years in france and you believe that morocco has didn't move uh from the uh, aspect or from the state it was 10 years ago and i can tell you something very true people here like are more, uh, you know, stressed and excited and, and, and you know, uh, uh, and fascinating as the ones uh, I met in Paris. And that's a reality here in Casablanca. People are like speeding in all ways. They, in all ways, they are, they're, they're really fascinating, working hard. You know, they, they're really uh, awesomely, um, you know, fascinating people. And, uh, and, and I found out that, I am actually working in this entrepreneurial ecosystem with people as good as I would meet and work with in the same period in France, for example. And that's something people do not know. Like really today, the, the, the youngsters, the young entrepreneurs, the, uh, the people that believe in the Moroccan tech are very smart, interesting people. And I think you had the occasion to meet them in, in Clubhouse. And that's only like a proportion of the uh, of the current mindset in Morocco, and that's one of the most interesting surprises that I have found here, and that made me really validate my my me being here and enjoying this period and trying to get the most of it and try to to raise and rise uh, the the uh, entrepreneurial level. So, it you you know you know it's meant as you you're speaking. Um... I see that you have so much passion and that you were surprised uh, when you moved back to Morocco by, you know, how interesting it is, that there's so much opportunity. And I agree with you. And I, you know, I've always said that and I always will say it. I think like the, the African continent in general, like shows so much potential, especially right now 
And it's, you know, always the right moment to go back and invest before, you know, it just booms and other people comes and, you know, uh, you, you know, take away that opportunity. Um, however, there's something I've always asked myself and something because I was an entrepreneur in Morocco back in 2015, which was, you know, there, there was no entrepreneurship um, ecosystem yet. It was still like a baby ecosystem. Um, and as, a, as an entrepreneur student, I found so many, you know, challenges. It was extremely, extremely hard to find investors. And, you know, and I'm so grateful and glad that today people are aware and you talked about, you know, finding investors and their, you know, investment funds or shows that, you know, give out um, aid for entrepreneurs. But um, you said that the people are great, which I agree with you. There's so much um, potential in Morocco, but is the environment, like the socioeconomic, legal, et cetera, et cetera, environment um, helping those young entrepreneurs? Because even though the people are willing to invest, is the ecosystem helping? Well, um, that, that, that's something true. I mean, the, the, um, the socioeconomical aspect of Morocco, uh, if, if we talk about today uh, conjecture and, um, you know, talking about the, uh, the current state, like in every place of the world, you will have socioeconomical problem. And that's a period uh, where at least we feel all equal around the world. Um, the, 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 the smartest entrepreneurs today will know how to overcome and find the right product for the right people. Uh, it is never gonna be, and I mean, I mean, you know, we, we cannot com compare uh, United States to the Moroccan market in terms of, of, of value. And if we compare that to the uh, uh, money funding or money raising potential, like in Morocco, it's still less because it reflects the market currently. And, and, and of course there are many challenges that 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 that, uh, that adds up to uh, that add up to uh, the econo uh, economical and social uh, issues that we will be facing in the near years. Um, but what I believe is that there will be a turning point after all uh, everything is finished, where people will be eager to uh, to 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 travel to uh, gain back their freedom, their uh, you know. People are now really investing. Uh, you know, the people that, uh, that are we, that we are talking about are not really uh, um, how to say that. Like today, the people that used to uh, look like people who are do not have the means to do stuff are the now now the, the biggest interesting proportion of people buying e-commerce and doing the stuff. And, and like I, I just had the occasion to see a, 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 a TV mission today about all people buying smart things for their homes, like it's, it's literally exploding. So, so people are now gaining that, that, that uh, you know, you know, that culture of uh, paying things in, in the Internet and, and, and using their credit card, <laughs> which is like today one of the biggest challenges for any startup in Morocco is the ability yeah. of using the credit card to pay. And, and, yes, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can relate, you know. <laughs> such an important subject yeah and me. i think we can do another podcast about that because there are so many clever ideas uh 
to change this whole ecosystem because people uh, like have a lot of cash in their in their in, in their places but they have no means to use it and uh, there are so many things I would even like to brainstorm with you regarding the subject but this is not the session of today but they we'll do that after <laughs> but basically like for real um, today uh, people have are gaining uh, this 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 uh, you know pay is, pay your service through credit card kind of thing and uh, which is also much needed for us today in our startup because we uh, make people pay with credit card and cash and you know this transformation uh, that 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 uh, that the Moroccan people have uh, actually acknowledged and and are living will definitely help the next tech startups in the future and the focus should be for these companies to give cheaper better quality alternatives to what already exists in morocco and i'm definitely sure that people will follow them on that uh and i think carpool for for example is one of the uh, interesting examples uh to illustrate that because uh, Mobility is like we have been a lot impacted uh, with 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 this pandemic because you know you need your your ton uh, attestation uh, your 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 pass your you know your go out pass uh, uh, to 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 be able to uh, you know move around the city or travel and for Morocco it's still the case today so that's why we're only uh, running uh, on 30% activity uh, for for almost one year and i'm still having a smile discussing with you this because i know that very soon it's going to change and people will be back and they will miss traveling and they they will be more uh, you know friendly with their credit cards and they will be uh, really eager to explore new new ways of of traveling including the ones like like us uh, like ours that help them travel cheaper and because it's going to be a a economical there will be an economical impact every solution that that is digital with less uh structure or infrastructure that that uh, that uh, for which the end price will be more interesting to the people uh, to what people used to pay or or buy uh, will be adopted uh, massively, and uh, for the other challenges, like you know, uh, I was mentioning earlier that you know this economical, uh, socio-economical situation is going to be, I hope not that bad, uh, but you know the the numbers, you know, the numbers, the, the 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 points lost for every GDP in the world, all of this will potentially uh you know trigger like a very big economical recession uh but for every startup that that will be a, you know you know um involved in this uh you know what we call the the uh the the uh distance economy because today we're living a distance economy uh you know just to give you like an overview about the story of this like you know in 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 uh back to uh 2001 like after the uh the first pandemic of uh you know uh, of corona covid whatever I, I i guess you know that's the period uh, in china where people would actually buy in from the internet and that's the period where there was such a great boom uh for for alibaba for example people this is where well, i mean back to then uh this transformation 
uh, this pandemic and crisis made uh, e-commerce boom. Okay, in in 2007, 2008, uh, again a recession, big uh, economical crisis. Uh, so what are the, the most successful companies? It's the sharing economy startups like Uber, like, like Airbnb. And tomorrow it's going to be distant startups and startups that, that can allow their customers to have services uh, uh, abroad or, or away and, and be able to pay for them and be able also to be cheap and, and efficient. And there will be no place for startups who would, you know, there will, you know, it's it's you know it's it's how the economy and the social uh uh things move with crisis and definitely this one will will change a lot of things and one of these things is that people will are will be more uh, eager to to pay for e-commerce for distant economy uh, kind of startups and this is where the the future uh, successful companies uh can can grow and 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 be the next uh, maybe unicorns and uh so to, to, I, th I think you have the elements <laughs> to answer your questions, but you know, basically to sum it up, you know, uh, there will be definitely an eco economical uh, and, and social uh, recession, but uh, for startups that are able to uh, to be uh, efficient in this period, uh, provide uh, services that are cheaper that can be shared, uh, will definitely succeed in the next months because that's how. Uh, our economy will look like in the future. It will be recession, but again, for each recession, there is an end. But till then, we need to be able to provide very good services, uh, build things on the digital world, and keep involving people and keep educating people because, unfortunately, in Morocco, we're still a bit late uh, with uh, credit card payment, with, with using the, the digital services. But so far, people are now discovering these things and they are starting to buy things and... Uh, digitalize their homework and so home spaces to be able to have better spaces to work better start spaces to collaborate uh and uh more connected homes so they can feel uh comfortable uh in their places so yeah that's i i'm i'm staying quite um positive about what can happen in their yeah you you are, i think you have to be an optimist and listening to to you know um these challenges that you're facing and a lot of moroccan people are facing and this whole shift of economies that we've been witnessing since the 2000s um is very important i think for people and even for um people who are looking for opportunities i think what you've um displayed and what you've explained is a really important way to see the economy and um i guess um you're in the right moment and you've said that a couple of times whenever we talked about you know moving to morocco you said it's the momentum i feel that it's the right time to do it so i'm gonna do it and that's really um highlighting it again because even though you i don't know you probably not paid any attention but i am from like an outside perspective and i'm i'm like this is it you know you feel it you know it's the right time to invest you know it's the right time to commit to your startup or to your work and it's it could be the contrary for someone who's ready to quit and i felt that for example when i was like you know what this is the time for me to do something else then i'm gonna do it you know i think that's so important like um knowing where to stop and knowing where you know when to start and when to stop and i think 
maybe you, I, I think you'd agree with me um, in entrepreneurship, it goes both ways. You have to know where to stop Absolutely. and you have to know when to, you know, Absolutely. go full in. Um, and, you know, um, I've been listening to your story and your experience. That's really fascinating. And I'd love to like ask you very like <laughs> pointy questions about your business. And I'm probably going to do that no um, later. <laughs> but um, there's some, I know that you've learned so much from your mentors and from your consulting jobs and your, you know, from business school. But what is for you today, someone that you look up to? Um, someone that, you know, you either someone, you know, or you don't know, but what is for you a role model today? I guess, um, for me, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was always, uh, and still will be, uh, my father, um, basically, because he is the one who could set the limit for me when I should, you know, when I really should have had that limit because, you know, uh, he he stopped for the experience that I that I was counting uh, uh, about darling. He stopped investing in the company. That's where I really abandoned. And he was really right because he, even though he wasn't living there with me, he was in Morocco. I was in France in my very small dorm room, uh, trying to 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 save the world with my projects. But you know, he was the kind of person that really uh, il aligned. Uh, you know, he, he stopped me when when I was really in that dream, that the big confusion of what should be an entrepreneur. And I think he really uh, had the, 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 you know, the cleverness of, of uh, opening my eyes at the right moment. And, and I, I, I'm really happy that I didn't move a step ahead with the project and tried to, um, to uh, find magical ways to, to make it work. Uh, and, uh, he, he really, really uh, was a, a night opener for me. And uh, I, I'm really uh, thankful for him. And, uh, and you know, he, he, he basically invested in me uh, when, if, if I look back to myself from today's perspective, I would never invest in, in the yeah. past Ottoman because he was a dreaming boy. And my father still did. And that at least helped me to know what is... Uh, to what is requested to be a, a real entrepreneur and not, even though he didn't necessarily yeah. bring me the, 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 uh, you know, the, the, the learnings that I had because uh, I am from a completely different sector is in architecture and buildings. I'm, I'm in digital, I'm in, in, in data and, 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 and deep learning and all that stuff today. And, and uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but the, the, the main stuff, the, the, the basic stuff, uh, he was the guy who actually helped me open eyes on. Uh, and that's why he is and will be uh, my, my idol regarding that because uh, he never stopped believing in me. Uh, and the fact that he actually stopped me at a certain point by not investing anymore in my dreams, I think uh, because he was seeing the impact on my health and on my um, on a daily basis. And, and it was a very good option. And that's really made the shift made me keep in mind for all the years that came after that I really wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I will do my best uh, before I come back to entrepreneurship to be the best I can be in, in what I want to be. And that's, that's really what's proposed yeah. me um, lately. Yeah. Well, I think that's really, really great because I know that I'm, after talking to many people, I, 
I do know that not all parents are as supportive. So you're very lucky, um, you know, to have parents who've supported you from day one. And I'm pretty sure right now they're, they'll be proud <laughs> for your startup. Not, not yet, maybe, but, you know, they, <laughs> they will be uh, eventually, you know, when you make it to Forbes magazine. Um, not, not even, not even when you make it to like, I don't know. Is there anything more than this them, you know, that you can be featured in? I think in? even if I come with a Lamborghini anything? to my to my hometown, with, and they will still ask me if I still didn't find a a a, a safe job. <laughs> yeah, a safe job and a wife. Other than that, you're yeah. still a kid, okay? <laughs> um, and I I just wanted to to know something else about you know role. I ask you about your role model, which is the person, you know, that helps you and motivates you. But um, on a daily basis, like flat concretely, what, how do you find your motivation on a day-to-day -day basis? Are you, you know, someone who um, listens to podcasts or reads or none of the above, you know, how do you find your day-to-day, -day, you know, motivation to get work uh, done? In myself, basically. Uh, I, I think it's a classical response, but but my best motivations come of the relationship that I have with myself. And uh, I always want to make myself, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I, I support myself. I, I encourage myself. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's not that I do not have people who, who, do, who do that uh, eventually, but... Uh, you really need to be in perfect, uh, you know, balance with yourself. And that's how you can keep up the good work. And uh, uh, so I treat myself sometimes. I take breaks uh, at some, you know, at some, you know, at some periods of the day where I should really take a break. You know, I, I really do not force myself. So I know when I need my body and I need my energy, they will be there. Because I, I, I respected my, my body. I respected when I was tired. I respected my brain when it was, when it, it was going to explode uh, off the, 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 the huge task list that I still have to do. Uh, and to make that easy, I always, um, I always put qualitative and quantitative objectives during my week. So basically, I never confuse everything. Mm -hmm. It's not always a, a simple task list. It's, it's just... Uh, Maybe every Sunday, like like tonight, I will just say what will be my uh, my quantitative objective. So basically, it's all the tasks uh, to be done, like the, the administrative stuff, blah, blah blah blah, that that would take me a year to finish. But I would try to make a lot in that week, and I would set to myself three qualitative objectives. So uh, objective one, two, three, and if I'm done with the three qualitative objectives. And I am just 40% of my quantitative. I would never be hard to myself at the end of the week. I would say, okay, no problem. Uh, you know, just to don't, do not say the F word. Like, you know, just, okay, it's, it's, it's okay to, uh, uh, to not be able to finish that. I've done three things, three qualitative objectives. And that's how I can reward myself, uh, take breaks, watch movie, have a drink, you know. You know, th that's how I live. I try to, to build a perfect atmosphere around myself with very good musics uh, and always separate my, my, my objectives. Like basically, I would never confuse quantitative with qualitative objectives and uh, not to feel again ashamed or, or 
or telling myself, oh man, you just did 30% of what you have to do this week. That's stupid. That's bad. Blah, blah, blah. It was always like that to me uh, before. But the more I grow up, the more I, I know how important uh, to have to maintain a very a stable relationship with your brain, with your body, with your um, spirit. And that's where my very, very positive energy comes uh, going forward. That's really good. That's like a good answer because I really um, believe in that too. And I think people, every time they see someone who's doing great or who's successful or hardworking or positive, you know, that has energy, they're like, Ooh, where do you get your energy from? Why are you so positive all the time? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and I, I get it. And I relate to what you're saying because I do think it comes within and it's so important. Um, whatever the motivation comes from, when it starts from within yourself, that's the good one. You know, you know that you're doing the right thing. And I think that's such an important message to send out for people who are listening, but yeah, because also yourself, for, you know, that's, that's really the people in general. Yeah, I know. And I, and I don't, I don't really think that um, everybody gets to that point very easily or quickly. I think it just hits you at some point, you know, when you were like really <laughs> overwork yourself yeah, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> get a stop now. Um, Actually, I, 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 um, I wanted to know something because I, I hear and I understand that you're someone who's super ambitious. I want to know now at 28, near 29, what is your ambition? What do you want to do with your life? Like, if anyone or if you sit with yourself and say, what do I want to do? Like, regardless of the timeline, or, you know, I'm not going to put, like, this is not an interview for a job, but, like, sincerely, what would be a, like, your ambition and goal as, as well, it is today? Um, going, moving forward and having uh, more gray hair and, and you know, uh, I think, I, I think I, I would always be an entrepreneur. I, mean, I think I'm born to stay an entrepreneur and I, and I think I will be an entrepreneur and I can, I, I really do not have any financial objectives. I, I might be, uh, you know, worth uh, a million or a billion in, in five or 10 years. And, and I would still do not mind that because that's not really where I want to be. My objectives for my years are not financial. They are more about impact. And um, I really want to be in the next years uh, going forward, uh, having more and more impact with Pipipiala and basically opening new countries, helping... Uh, people in Africa move in a more affordable, a more comfortable way, uh, doing all I could do uh, and all impact I could do to save the, you know, to help at least save the environment and, and, and have like a very positive impact on, on our world. That would be, make me very, very proud. Like, um, and I think I, I would still be going, trying new projects. Like, uh, you know, uh, when you fail once, you never trust your project enough to never fail again. You are always ready for plan B. And that's what you learn while being an entrepreneur, even if you have the best indicators for your startup. And 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 uh, that's at least what I guess for PPPLR right now. There are very good indicators. We're going on the right spot. And, and still today, I'm thinking of plan B, C, D. What if the project doesn't work in two years? Like, I, I'm already building... And constructing everything I can in my free time 
to move on new things. And I still have some passion for other subjects. Like I told you earlier, I want to relaunch my previous project. I have so many good ideas uh, to to implement in Morocco for 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 the future generations. Uh, and that will be, I think, most of it related to technology, to digital. Uh, there are so many projects that are still uh, not launched in Morocco. That's why it's a very, uh, no, it's it's a it's a very good um, uh, playfield for entrepreneurs in Morocco right now. And uh, moving forward, I really want to see a wider impact on Africa. That's really my ambition. Uh, I, I, I'm wishing very hard for that to happen and I will keep working every day until it happens. And uh, I also want to see myself probably in a, in a happy relationship. That's, uh, that's, I think, one of the uh, priorities for me is, is uh, I mean, as long as I would be, uh, you know, going wild, uh, not stopping every time, like not having uh, uh, proper time to, to invest, uh, well, today I'm trying to to change this these things and and uh, try to to do to to be you know to act in a in a more mature way with my current girlfriend. But the idea is is that I really want to uh, uh, not be that you know work animal that I used to be, but work in a more efficient, smart way, uh, and keep learning until I reach everything I would love to to do. In, in, a, in, in the most lazy way, like in the most uh, non-hardworking way, because, you know, you do not necessarily need at some point of your entrepreneurial life to be very, very hardworking for it to succeed because your first success will bring other successes. That's why it's important to focus and have a very good relationship with yourself for your first experience to succeed and to have this, this first success card that you can use to raise uh, the money for your next project, etc. So uh, I'll be having a lot of fun in the coming years. I hope doing entrepreneurship again and and keep learning and and uh, having uh, having a stable relationship. I hope till then and uh, enjoying probably Morocco and and uh, maybe other countries. Like I really uh, I have no um, stable identity for what I can call home. I mean, it can be anywhere in the world as long as I'm happy and having positive impact around me. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask if you see yourself settling in Morocco um, in the next few years or for you, it's just this is where the opportunity is. I'm going to be there. Or are you attached <laughs> to making a positive <laughs> That's impact in it, your but, country? Uh, <laughs> as, I mean, you know, the best example is starting to the impact from your country. And my, my, my biggest success will be moving the success from here to other countries around and, and uh, for it to be a Moroccan successful story. That's that's something I would be very proud of, but not necessarily starting staying in Morocco because, you know, if the business is still going and, and is based in Morocco and I'm living in in maybe in South Africa. Like it would it would matter for me as long as things are, are well represented in Morocco around me and uh, the businesses that came from it. That sounds really interesting. And I'm crossing all my fingers so that comes true um but i just wanted to end up this podcast even though i still have so many questions as i said 
but I'm pretty sure otherwise we're going to make it a three hour podcast and <laughs> it's not cool for, you know, for my first season. I'm trying to keep like the podcast short, but I just want to finish up on a question that I always ask my guests, um, which is what is the best advice you've ever been given since um since you were since you were born no but since you know the you the your, your past years and how did it help you at a situation like at a given moment what was the context that you remembered and you were like you know what this is exactly the advice that i need. actually um to be loving to love life to respect the others you know that that kind of of roots uh you know that good advice that come from roots of, of your 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 uh, of your family your background and 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 my parents like like i believe i had a good education and that's what makes me a good person in any given situation like i i am and i and i'm very happy that i that at some point i remember this 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 basis and this you know uh good you know basis of human relationships that made me be calmer or more stable or more understanding or more compassionate at certain times of my life uh, which actually made the difference and uh, I I have these things and I have also the, the the patience the patience like that I learned myself and that I was uh, advised on to be patient because everything comes with patience and not be in a spot of the entrepreneur that is always impatient for his next thing, but try to, you know, stand on, on what uh, you're already doing and make it work the best possible before moving to something else. Uh, keep focus on what you're doing uh, and never stop believing it and always treat people uh, the way they deserve and be always compassionate and never tell anything to anyone until you, you can put yourself at his position. And that's something basically I, I would never be able to do is, is to talk badly to someone uh, as a manager or as a, as, as a co-founder, uh, you know, talking a bad way to, 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 to my employees or something. That's something I would never do again. When did you do it? I was just going to ask you, was there a situation where yeah, you were yeah. impatient? Th that's my, I was very, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem on me because today I'm always happy, always smiling, talking, you know, you, you would never see me, you know, not happy doing it or saying what I say because I, I, I feel comfortable and 100% uh, confidence saying what I say and doing what I do. But when I was a child, like I was very nervous. I was like, shouting i was very very competitive like i used I, I remember very well i used to i used to go and play uh pool with my 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 friends at that uh at that period like and i was very very like je suis un mauvais, un mauvais pardon. you know I, I i was i was i was always uh you know shouting at myself why are you doing this this way like i was very very like i was my my, my worst teacher I myself was my worst teacher when I was a child, and I and I believed that anger is a way to express disappointment uh, than actually reflecting on yourself and see how you can improve things without basically shouting or 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 being uh, you know a, a bad child. And I was really a bad child until I was at least fourteen or fifteen years old. And uh, uh, I've seen competitions in 
in ways and in things that should not be. And I acknowledge that for sure, because even my best friends at that period suffered from that. And uh, I was really, you know, mauvais perdant. I was always, uh, if, if I, I didn't succeed the first time, I was like super mega focused on that only. I could not sleep if I did not find the way, the proper way to, to reach that or solve that problem, the way my friends or anyone around me would do it or, or the quality of, of the, their play, for example, when it, when it, uh, when it um, goes to, to, to pool, for example. Um, so yeah, I was I was very impatient, very angry boy. Like and and it, not I, I'm a perfect Buddha. Like yeah. I'm like a Buddhist today. Maybe you should go ask your like co-founder or your like business partner or anyone in your team. I don't know if they're gonna. Say, would, <laughs> they would they definitely say different tell you that. Uh, and I I believe that they 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 will really they are appreciating the work that I, that I'm the work the collaboration that we have. They see like them always bringing that smile on the people's faces. Like I'm trying to be very positive all the time. You, yeah. Uh, if if I have to be at some point angry or anything, I would really make it private, very slow, in a very you now explain the reasons why, and 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 try to make it more rational than just expressing something out of anger. And and that's came from my education and from the time I gave to myself to be a more mature boy and uh, understand that hurting people uh, will not make me a better person or uh, talking badly or, or being that challenging. Like, you know, uh, you know, you need to be challenging in a, in a very good way and, and in the positive things of the life and not consider that gaming or, 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 or uh, whatever you do with your friends or whoever is around you, that's something out of challenge. And I, I think that's also part of my, 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 the reasons why I stayed one year challenging myself, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And, and I felt ashamed because I didn't manage it. But all that going through, uh, you know, there was the anger apart because I, I could, uh, I really managed to get rid uh, once for all about being angry. But I still kept that uh, competition and that self-competition to reach objectives. And uh, uh, today I'm really proud to be able to, to focus that on the right things. Yeah, well, it. I, I do believe that a lot of people, including probably myself, I don't even know how it was as a kid, but um, I think a lot of people go through that teenage life, I'd say. Um, and I do understand that with time, with experience, with failure, with like disappointment, you learn to overcome that and become a better person. Was there anything you read like, did you read the book? Did you watch something that has impacted you at some point of your life? Or was it, or are you someone who's, you know, just focused on yourself and that's how you changed up your mind? Or I, I really had to go through a heartbreak to understand that uh, uh, it was it was not the um, uh, the right way to deal with things. And, and basically, just to give you the, you know, the resume, you know, the, the resume and the summary of, of uh of of uh, this story uh, to make it short, like I I went through a geek life back to my uh, um, you know uh, to teenage life, and uh, you know I I really was the kind of guy who was always playing video games and blah blah blah. I was very angry, and that's where really my my anxiety and stress and anger came also from. And uh, you know I you know. It's it's again a very juicy story because I, I remember it very well and I and I and I know that 
th- there was a girl at some point uh, when I when it was um, you know it was like my kind first of you know uh, uh, crush um, kind of thing uh, where actually this this girl like you know it's a sad story in, <laughs> in reality but you know I, I was traveling to somewhere uh, in you know uh, in Morocco uh, and I wouldn't wouldn't say the name of that city so maybe. I don't know if, if this story ever get heard, but the idea is that uh, this girl, uh, that's you know, okay. like we met during a holiday, uh, you know, a, a, um, a travel holiday with our school. And, and, you know, this girl like came close to me and, you know, from my geek, very, uh, you know, very introverted perspective, I was like, oh my God, this is the girl of my life. Uh, and it, it went so fast. Like, it's crazy. I think I was I was uh, probably 16 or 17 years old when when it happened, and uh, this girl like basically uh, made me think that she actually was 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 also attracted and all that stuff. And uh, you know we spent some some you know some hours together during that uh, school holiday kind of thing, and uh, you know. Uh, once she felt that I started to be attached, she just told me it was it was it was a joke that I was prepared with with uh, with her friends. It's like well, uh, it's it was a kind of of uh, engage, yeah, prank, yeah. And this prank last last was a for prank? twenty-four hours, oh. and it totally destroyed me. And uh, I went back to 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 uh, to Fez, and I and I took a break uh, to go and focus back on myself. And that's really the period where I stopped uh, playing video games, playing everything that actually prevented me from understanding that it was a joke and not uh, something real. And and um, I think that's that that is like my most secret, uh, you know, transformation in my life. It really happened after that 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 uh, travel uh, with school, and I came back and I completely left. The, the the games I destroyed all my accounts I I stopped playing I stopped doing everything and I thought the the only reason that I could um, emancipate from that uh, angry boy very introverts kind of stuff to is is to completely focus on 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 my work and my studies and I went from very bad grades due to video gaming to fantastic uh, uh, grades that. It, gave me more confidence in myself, made me learn new things like playing guitar, playing things. It was really the period where I stopped really playing video games. And I think many people can relate to that. Uh, when you stop really playing and losing your time in video games, you start uh, producing things and 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 uh, you start having some positive impact around you. And uh, with all my due respect to the to the pro players, like if you're a pro, it's you, you're a pro. You know, you do it for a reason. But if you're just playing for playing and you're not ever even... Uh, you know, f- figuring out how you're gonna make money from it at some point, you're losing your time definitely, and you should stop it, and you should consider your 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 uh, your your situation, and and uh, bring back your humanity because real things happen outside your your computer, not not uh, not the fakey things that you think you are living in that game. Because I mean, I'm very sorry again if that hurts the the player's feelings, but uh, I went through that for years. I was playing Days and Nights. It really uh, impacted me on my school, on my uh, temper, on anything. And once I stopped everything, I started to be myself, learn uh, music, uh, read a lot, uh, having great grades, which opened great schools, which opened uh, entrepreneurial spirit, which, 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 which. And that's only 
you know, uh, like a domino effect. And you're, you make your domino effect go the way you want it. And, and if you are just losing your time playing video games and being angry and shouting and doing all that stuff in, in your place, you will no, never get to learn what is to be in the real life and its real challenges and its real connections. So that's how I grow up, literally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that had, that story would have resonated with a lot of people. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being part of this podcast. This has been so enlightening for me. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we have so many talks. <laughs> We're going to have so many talks after this. We're just not going to, you know, give out sure, all sure, the secret definitely. projects to people listening right now. It was a real <laughs> pleasure to me, Tunahela, to have you and discuss with you. Like, uh, even though, you know, it, it triggered some of my memories, but I'm really proud of the person I, I became today. And that's really becomes from all the, the experiences of people. So people never you know, have to, you know, that's why it's important to maintain a very good relationship, relationship with yourself and, and a very good balance, because that's, uh, that's yeah. what makes you uh, comfortable moving from your comfort zone, basically. And um, that's my advice for everyone. Like, go challenge yourself, yeah. uh, stay rational, uh, organize yourself, in, make, make plans. Uh, be sure to be uh, with the right people who will invest the right amount of time with yourselves. And uh, more of all, be humble, respect people, uh, and uh, show love, show respect and admiration, and uh, everything's going to be well for you. Yeah, well, honestly, even though I don't know you that much, but I'm really proud of how far you've come and i really hope this podcast i know that like we've talked a lot about your past and what brought you here but i know for someone who's you know always busy and hustling and trying to make an impact etc you sometimes forget that how far you've come and that you've done so many things so far so i really hope this was it this was like that moment that got you to realize that you've done amazing things so far i am pretty sure you have a lot of things upcoming and I'm gonna follow that of course and be the number one supporter 